What have been some other things about motherhood that you've looked at and been like, whoa, I can't believe that this was normal or this was something that like I grew up seeing or doing or having experienced as a child? Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. That's such a loaded question. There's just so many things that we do now in North America that I think are conveniences for the parents Mm -hmm. and not for the child. And so what I'm seeing is that parenting has become something that you fit in with your life rather than allowing it to change your life. It's like we want our kids to just accommodate us in some way. And I had a friend recently, he said to me, when I see you with your daughter, now I know what's possible because the parents that I know are always trying to get away from their kid or they're trying to make their kid fit into their life and you just accommodate her. Like it's all about her. And there's a whole wave of mothers and fathers that are doing this now that are saying, no, I'm here for the spiritual journey of this experience. I'm not trying to get you to move faster. I'm not trying to get you to develop to the next leap quicker. I'm not trying to get you to sleep longer. Everybody wants sleep. And in those middle of the night wake-ups when I'm nursing her or she won't sleep unless I'm holding her, so I'm walking for hours in the forest or I'm pacing up and down in minus one weather (laughs) down our road, I'm not wishing it away because I know that it's going to be over soon and I'm never going to get that time back. And so what I have felt most called to is to embrace the slowness and to see every moment as a devotional path. Like mothering is the devotional path. I don't have time to do any other spiritual practices right now. Not reading books, not listening to podcasts. I'm not doing any exercises in the morning with my journal. I'm just mothering. And through that, I'm letting it be my spiritual practice. Like how present can I be right now with her? How regulated in my own nervous system can I be to hold her through this moment that feels really big and scary for her? How can I just be here? And I didn't expect the amount of grief to come from realizing how quickly time passes. And so that's been like a whole other thing. But ultimately, it's just been about slowing down and seeing on social media, I'm constantly getting fed these Instagram posts on how to get my baby to sleep through the night or how to speed up this leap that they're going through or how to get them to move their body the way that they're going to inevitably move their body anyways, but like how to get them to do that faster. And I'm like, I don't want any of that. I just really want to be in this right now. And so much of our cultural conditioning is on speeding it up to the point where we miss it all. Yeah. It's about like finding places for them too. It is. It's like, okay, want them to be napping longer, want them to be sleeping longer. When can they go to school? When is this? It's like, do you want to spend any time with them? (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, I think about that for me and my family. We had help and I was like, I don't know if my parents spent any time with us. It was made to fit in the life, but not made like an accessory. An accessory. Yeah. But not given that time. And even watching your daughter, just being with your daughter. And I've said it twice with you guys, but the eye contact and I was just watching her like, oh, my God, I would have loved to have parents look at me that much. Mm -hmm. 
and make that much eye contact with me and be present with me. Yeah. And it's like sometimes a baby just needs a bunch of eye contact. Totally. And you to be like with them. Yeah. And you to be in that way. But it is something that I think is the biggest spiritual experience. And I think things like this, you can allow it to be the thing that's going to transform you and make you more of who you are and make you more of that person that you want to be because Mm -hmm. this is like the actual lesson in the work right in front of you. Mm -hmm. How are you going to be in the presence of love? How are you going to be in the presence of innocence and the Mm -hmm. presence of divinity? But we were talking before about the spiritual experience before you had your daughter and the contract that you guys made. And I'm so excited to hear that story because I've had my children. I've had my girl with me since I was 26. Every single psychic reading I've ever had in my entire life she's come up and it's interesting the second child recently came to me after my separation because they were like they're ready for the next path in person yeah and the other night I was just like feeling the presence of this being and just falling I mean you can feel when you feel the presence of your children and it is so powerful so to know that I have contracts with those beings has been so lovely and communicate with them and talk to them but I'd love to hear about your story with your daughter in the spiritual realm Mm -hmm. yeah our conception story is really special to me because it was many moons before we actually conceived her that I met her and I had I've been preparing for my daughter for many 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 years like all of the ayahuasca ceremonies that I did so many medicine ceremonies even once I remember I had done mushrooms and I was in ceremony and I was really having a hard time and then I felt this one ancestor or this one guide that often comes in and she just pinned me down and she was like are you gonna run from this are you gonna make your daughter do this work for you this was probably five years before we conceived right this is many times leading up to even meeting her spirit I had this guy tell me you're clearing this for your daughter and we've talked a little bit about my histories like you know yeah (laughs) there's a lot yeah there's a lot a lot of trauma a lot of ancestral pain a lot of abuse and so for me I always felt that's what I was doing this for was to rewrite that lineage story And Ben and I started to really feel ready. Like finally, we've been together for almost eight years. We were like, okay, let's really create this family. Living on land was a part of that. And so when the summer hit, I think this was September. It was the full moon in Pisces. And I went down to the ocean with two pink roses. And my friend Andrea, who she does the astrology on Rising Woman. And we brought Bodhi, my little dog. And we stood out in the field near the ocean. And this is a place I go all the time. And the moon was so full and bright. And we just stood there and I held the roses and I talked to her spirit and she told me her name. And I just talked to her and I said, here's what I can offer you. Here's what I can't in terms of what kind of dynamics. Because every soul is looking for an experience and it's not always butterflies and rainbows, right? Like sometimes they're actually looking to experience chaos or they're looking for a really intense life path and so I just shared here's what I can here's what I can't here's what life will be like if you join and I'm ready for you and you can come anytime being clear about when they can come is important too yeah clarity on timing and so I had that conversation and then we walked down to the ocean and 
I threw one of the roses in the ocean for me, for my path as a mother. And I threw one of the roses in the ocean for her as an offering. And Bodhi, my little dog at the time, he had this fear of water. He had never swam before. And it's probably 11 p.m. It's pitch black out other than the moon. We're in the ocean. I mean, it's not exactly welcoming. He just went right in and swam with the roses. Wow. Yeah. And he just swam around with them and then came out. And I was like, what? What was that? And it felt like a good omen. Yeah. And so we walked back to the car and just went home. And that month I had also done a ceremony where I sang into a bowl of water and with roses and called her in and then a song came through which was a song basically about her being called to me and it's like a little joyful song it's like a fun playful song we now sing it around the fire and then a few months later we were in Mexico we conceived her and Ben was telling you before he left he hadn't been really doing the spirit work with me I had been doing a lot of communication, a lot of preconception work, which was very confronting. I didn't experience anything so intense. What does preconception work mean? I initially thought, oh, well, you just prepare your body nutritionally. And, you know, I've done all of this healing work. I've done so much clearing, like I'm ready. But actually, the real work started when we decided we wanted to start trying. And all of a sudden, I was just so confronted emotionally It was as if I was terrified, like we were supposed to be having this conception ceremony when we make love where we're like eye gaze and clear and drink cacao together and talk and then make love. But I was frozen in fear and I was melting down and then I was changing my mind and I was just having these really big experiences. And finally, I realized that I didn't know that I had made an unconscious contract to not continue my lineage because I was so terrified of repeating the pain of my ancestors and of repeating just the pain of my paternal line, which is so traumatic, it's hard to even talk about. And so when I realized that I had made that unconscious contract, I had to break it. And so that's what I had to do to be ready. Thank you so much for tuning in to Morning Microdose by Almost 30. We hope you enjoyed waking up. As always, we encourage you to take what resonates and leave the rest. If you enjoyed this trip, tune into the full episode on the Almost 30 podcast. All episode information can be found in the show notes. Make sure to subscribe. And if this becomes a part of your morning routine, be sure to share it with a friend. We have new inspiring doses Monday through Friday. Follow us on Instagram at Morning Microdose and follow Almost 30 at Almost 30 podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you in the vortex.